Then I'm going to invite Natalie to come and join us. Natalie, it's so good that you're here with us this evening. Now you've got your face mask off, some people might recognise you. So uh, Natalie, you might have noticed on online at uh, one point in the year, where you did a discipleship conversation with us. I did, yeah. But for those who weren't there for that, would you mind really quickly sharing us who you are yeah. and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Natalie Andrews. Um, previously, until June uh, 2020, I was a vicar in the EDC of churches. Um, and I'm now at the National Sports and Wellbeing Project lead, working in the evangelism and discipleship team uh, in, in uh, Church House, which is in Westminster, except that I've been at the bottom of my garden working uh, on Zoom for most of the last year, but working with seven pilot dioceses across the Church of England, looking at the opportunities that sport and wellbeing bring us in terms of evangelism and discipleship. So that's me. I'm uh, married to Richard, who's a nurse, Sadly, he couldn't be here this evening because uh, he's working, but we've got two teenagers who are at home, hopefully, cooking tea for their dad when he gets back. <laughs> Thank you, Natalie. Can I pray for you? Yeah, please. Why don't you just stretch a hand out towards Natalie as we pray? Lord, we thank you for Natalie. We thank you for her passion for you, Lord, and for all you're calling her into. Lord, we pray now that you would really speak powerfully through her. Lord, you would anoint her words. Lord, and may they inspire us and lead us closer to you. Mm. We pray, come and speak through Natalie now. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. So, I'm going to read from John 1, from verse 9 onwards. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Wow, what an amazing passage that is. Every time that I hear it, I'm absolutely bowled over. So shall we pray? Come, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. So as I've said, those verses from John the Evangelist are absolutely amazing, aren't they? No matter how many times we hear them, they are simply magnificent. 
John paints a profoundly beautiful piece of artwork in the choice of those words to help us to see the grand miracle as C.S. Lewis called it. I wonder what image comes to mind as you've heard those words this evening. What picture might we paint together of this incredible grace? We may not all be artists, but as I was preparing this evening, um, I sensed that God wanted me to share the word creativity creativity. In this season, in this epoch of time, Jesus is calling us to be creative, calling us to be pioneering in order to mirror the heart of Christmas, the heart of our mysteriously creative yet intimate God, so that all might see the invitation of God's saving love through the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, which we celebrate at Christmas. So to continue this theme, I invite us to join in this evening with our divine artist to paint a picture together and to create. So firstly, let's think about ourselves where are we in this divine story? Where do we see ourselves reflected within the heart of this image? We read in the first verses of our reading, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. So where are we in this picture? Who are we? Do you identify as a child of God who has received Jesus into your heart as Lord and Saviour? If so, perhaps the gift today is to simply stand in awe once again with an open heart, open hands, gesturing, send me. Or perhaps you are yet to take that step of faith. Or perhaps you're struggling to recognise Jesus in your life right now, despite having received him into your heart. Perhaps you see yourself as the only character on the paper and it feels vulnerable and lonely. However you come today, I encourage you to paint it how it is, with all its reality, with all its rawness, a life drawing, rather than an impression or an abstract image. Come as you are into this story. You are invited 
looking at my own story, if I'd had to paint a picture this evening, I'd paint myself as a child in a garden. Some of you have heard this before, but I loved nothing more when I was a child than being outside, playing, climbing, building dens and running. It was innate in me. It was my alive place in that garden. I felt, felt safe and free from the endless arguments that my parents were having. In the garden, I was somehow connected to God, even though it would be years later that I realised that it was him that I'd met in the garden, through running, through playing, building and skipping. When I was at the end of secondary school, I had the choice to make between dance and running. I was rubbish at dance, but I chose dance because that's what girls did, isn't it? Even though I was much more at home on the muddy cross-country fields. But for years, that part of me lay dormant until uh, when I was a vicar, I realised that I didn't have many friends that weren't Christians. And I was also involved in so much of church life that I didn't really get to meet people outside of church. And I also wasn't doing much exercise either. So I joined a beginner's course at our local running club. And on many levels, and to this day, it's really part of who I am, body, mind, and spirit. And my relationship with Jesus has become much more embodied through running and also while swimming. And yes, I still go at this time of year. I know it's a bit crazy, but <laughs> I do wear a wetsuit. <laughs> but also, what I found was that through the running club, it gave me so many more opportunities to share the good news of Jesus with the people that I meet. And I'll come back to this a bit later on. But if I were to look back like John is doing in these opening verses of his gospel, in the beginning, in my beginning, this is how God created me. Right from an early age, I felt a real connection between my spiritual self and my physical Body, even though it then took years for my mind to catch up. Maybe if I'd had others to witness to me in those places that I loved, it wouldn't have taken until I was 21, meeting a nun in a lift at a hospital when my husband, well, who was my boyfriend at the time, was seriously ill, and she came to pray with him by the bedside. If you were going back to your beginning, to the beginning, what might you see? How did God create you? What gifts and talents has he given you with which to serve him? What would it look like on our painting this evening? Wherever you are today on your journey, come as yourself, not trying to be somebody else, but yourself. You're already part of the picture. 
The story has begun and it's being created. Even when we don't feel that we're good enough or we simply don't feel like it, next week we will be missionary disciples. Today we are missionary disciples. And in the beginning, at each of our conceptions, God breathed life into every single cell, creating us body, mind and spirit, beautifully and miraculously made. He created each one of us with a purpose and calling to be icons of his grace. This is the invitation of how we get to live as Christians. It is who we are, individual bodies making up the body of Christ, scattered throughout the world, meeting and in relationship with different people. In our painting, in your painting, who are these people that God has particularly called you to? What do they look like? Who are they? And what are their specific needs? Perhaps you've noticed some who are particularly open, those who are leaning into our painting to have a good look. Perhaps others are still looking at the unfolding scene from a distance. They're curious, but it feels far too much to come any closer at the moment. Or perhaps there are some in our painting, like those in the poem, Indifference, by Geoffrey Ancatel Studart Kennedy. That's a name, isn't it? In this poem, Indifference, he says this. When Jesus came to Birmingham, they simply passed him by. They never hurt a hair of him. They only let him die. For men had grown more tender and they would not give him pain. They only just passed down the street and left him in the rain. I'm sure that you've encountered all of these scenarios in the people that you've met in the communities in which you serve. But for the ones who are having a good look, those who are leaning in, the people of peace, what might be the next image in our picture for them? And how might we be attentive and create our part in the partnership with the one who is the word became flesh and blood and moved into our neighbourhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. When Jesus left heaven and took on human flesh, he came and he hit the streets. He moved into the neighbourhood. We could quite easily say he came and made his home with the people on the recreation ground, the people on Mill Road, the gym, 
the running club, the football, the trail run, the swimming pool, the school, the workplace, the homeless shelter. You fill in the gaps and paint it on the picture that we're creating this evening. Jesus remains present with us, making his home amongst his people wherever they are. And as missionary disciples, we are sent out to be where Jesus is, to notice where he is already at work and join in. So where is Jesus on your painting? Perhaps tonight Jesus is saying, Oi, I'm over here, come. Perhaps he's in the unexpected places. But if you're anything like me, I can sometimes worry about going. What if I go to the wrong people? What if I mess it up? What if I say the wrong things? And these worries prevent me from getting off the starting block as that missionary disciple that I'm created to be. But I said that I've enjoyed running and I'm in a running club and I've had loads of opportunities, loads of scenarios where I've simply prayed beforehand and said, Lord, use me. And I'll be running along hot and sweaty and out of puff and people will ask me the most profound questions about my faith. Can I talk shop with you, they'll say. Or I'll be running down a hill when it's really dark. And suddenly somebody will say, let there be light. And then we have a conversation about what that means to them. Sweaty and incoherent. But I guess, in many ways, that's the best place to be, isn't it? Because there's more space. For Jesus. In these moments, I've often felt there, are need, there needs to be something that I can then invite these people to. I've had these opportunities to share faith, but then I think, where do I invite them to next? But here in this church, you've got your amazing Barnabas communities. And I've been exploring, thinking about a, a running community or a wild swimming community. And we've been doing something through uh, what we call the Celtic Advent, which actually started on the 15th of November. And we invited people to come to the river, whether they were paddle boarders or kayakers, um, swimmers, or just simply like to walk or run by the water. And we had 15 people come, and a number of them weren't Christians. And we simply talked about those amazing missionary disciples, the Celtic saints. And we talked about journeying throughout them, preparing for the word that became flesh, the one who comes to us at Christmas. So I don't know where this will go, but we're praying for the next steps to paint on our picture in Ely. The beautiful reality of Jesus coming, moving into the world, running even, reassure us that he came to the messiness of life, life in all its realities, and he's in solidar solidarity with our human existence. He's there, 
The Lord is here. His Spirit is with us. So we can't really go wrong, can we? And just as we experience his coming to us in our own situations, seeing his glory, we know that he will come again, day in, day out, by his Holy Spirit, giving us those moments of revelation, moments where Jesus is trying to get our attention. Whatever we have in our hands today, Jesus can create a new and beautiful scene which has the hallmarks of his glory. He doesn't just shine a bit of God, he is God. And through his earthly ministry and death on the cross, we can just we can see what this coming to us cost him. Was costly for Jesus to come to us as we know. And now, following the resurrection, he is still fully human as well as fully divine, even in heaven. And so we know that as he advocates for us, he experiences gut-wrenching sorrow and broken-heartedness, <coughs> compassion and joy when he sees us being those missionary disciples that he calls us to be. The Heidelberg Catechism says, we have our own flesh in heaven. When we read the gospel stories and the wonderful story of Jesus' earthly ministry, this is who he is for us today, yesterday and tomorrow. Jesus, who sat with a woman at a well, and by his presence and his words, she was transformed, finding her quenched thirst in a new way. Her thirst quenched, rather, in a new way. Jesus, the man who displayed righteous anger at some of the things that he saw in the temple. Or Jesus, who sat by my husband's bedside when he had a brain tumour years ago. And thanks be to God that he was healed and still is to this day. The Gospels are full of stories of who Jesus was to the people then and who he is for us today. And the reality of Jesus moving into our neighbourhoods is a sight to behold. I think of Jesus walking along with those disciples uh, on the road to Emmaus. First, they didn't recognise him, but it was the breaking of the bread with them that they recognised who he really was. They recognised that he was their Lord. So may we and those who are called this week, those who were called to this week, recognise Jesus' glory and his presence in our ordinary and sometimes painful journey of life. And as we create the painting together, may we paint with our lives. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like Father, like Son, generous, inside and out, true 
start to finish. May we paint that picture until he comes again. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Amen. I'm now going to invite the band to come up and when they come up they're going to play some, some quiet music. And I invite you in that moment as you listen to the music to allow God, allow the Holy Spirit to help you to paint your picture this evening. What do you notice? Who are the people in the picture? 